Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Woman podcast, where I reveal the power of your heart to create leadership impact and cultivate confidence for the life you want. I'm your host, Glyn Bailey, and as a corporate finance leader, executive coach, entrepreneur, and author, I know all too well the challenges that prevent female leaders from claiming their seat at the table. In this podcast, I talk all things to do with self-leadership, sharing stories, insights, and guidance on how to ultimately get out of your own way to live a life in alignment with who you are. When you begin to see the impact that you can have, no matter where you are starting on your journey, life becomes one huge adventure. I'm so excited that you are sharing your journey to Unstoppable with me. So let's dive right in. Hello and welcome to episode 24. The theme for March is Choose to Challenge and I can't wait to get into this episode. This episode I have done something different. I have introduced my very first guest onto this podcast. I have the beautiful Lisa Hodgson, the founder of My Curated Life on this podcast. Lisa helps busy women feel less overwhelmed and more joyful about life. She specialises in professional organisation, decluttering and wardrobe curation. But it wasn't always that way. Lisa had a very successful career as a finance director and worked for global businesses both in the UK and in Australia. In this episode, we talk more about her journey from leaving her corporate career to starting her own business in a completely new field. She chose to challenge so many things in order to get to living the life that she wants to live. And I can't wait to share with you all of her key insights on this podcast. So let's dive right in and let me introduce you to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. You're my first official guest and as part of the Choose to Challenge month for International Women's Day. I am so excited to have you here. Me too. Exciting. Yeah, we get to do this. It's so, so, so exciting. So this is going to just be me having a chat with you. Relax and we'll just get straight into it. So for my audience, tell us a little bit about you and your journey so far. Okay, well, similarly to you, Glyn, I started off life back in the UK, as you can tell from my accent. I am I have a background in finance, so I'm a, a chartered accountant. Spent 20 plus years climbing the corporate ladder of various large organisations, both in the UK and in Australia. But last year, I had a real change to my life after taking the decision to leave my finance director role and start my own business. So it's been, um, yeah, quite an exciting time in the midst of of what has been, I guess, you know, a challenging environment with COVID and the impact that that's had. But yeah, it's been great. Fantastic. And having made such a big decision during a year where there's a global pandemic, what brought you to that point to make a decision to leave what would be a very safe, secure corporate job to brave it in a new world of starting your own business? Wow, that's a big question. It's been quite a journey. I think, so I think for me, really the last couple of years, I'd been feeling like something wasn't quite right in my life. I had made a couple of job changes. So 
I left a business after narrow, narrowly missing out on a big job there, a, a finance director role. Obviously, all the disappointment that, that comes mm. with that, but sort of took that on the chin and decided to sort of move on. Ended up in another organisation in a finance director role, but very quickly realised that the environment wasn't really great for me. Culturally, I wasn't really enjoying it. And so I started to question, well, what am I going to do? You know, I've already made this change. Do I really want to go and start looking at another organisation and starting all over again? And while sort of going through the thought process around that, what I actually realised was that there was some fundamental challenges that I had around my enjoyment of the role itself and with your help Glyn um, over a period of a couple of months we really sort of dug into some of those niggly feelings about well is, am I really doing what I'm passionate about and and I realized that for quite a long uh, quite a long time I'd been sort of pushing down and ignoring some of these feelings that were making me sort of travel on this path and I think you know some of it's fear around uh, well I need a certain level of income and when I've got the status in life and I don't want to give all that up and and yeah so sort of leaning into some of those things and really asking myself some quite deep questions about who I was I realized in fact that I was on a path that I didn't want to be on anymore and yeah i sort of look back and I recall you asking me the question of well Lisa in 10 years time if you were still in this still doing this job how do you feel about that and I think my exact words to you were I feel like I want to vomit (laughs) and it was in that instant moment that I thought what am I doing like I've got to change something I need to do something different and and from that moment what unfolded was just a very different way about of thinking about my future yeah absolutely and when you look back now on the person that you were when you were in corporate to the person that you feel you are now tell me a little bit more about what you can see about yourself Mm. now with hindsight that perhaps you wouldn't have been able to see when you were in in that environment yeah, so I think I think there's been a huge shift in confidence for me. So I think for many, many years in my corporate role, I lacked confidence. And I think that was a combination of my own insecurities. And also, I think people telling me that I wasn't good enough for the job yet, I wasn't ready for it yet. And, you know, there was a lot of sort of doubt and insecurity there. And I think what's happened since I've shifted out of that and I'm now running my own business is a deep sense of confidence Mm -hmm. and the things that I'm doing day in day out that I just could never imagine that I was capable of doing and I think having found something that I feel passionate about helps to build that confidence and it's just it's been life-changing for me Mm -hmm. absolutely life-changing and I, I can't believe that I you know, I didn't, I didn't start this path earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were to look back and think, okay, with that, that shift that you've experienced, what would be if thinking about advice to the listeners around the clues that you got that something wasn't right? Mm -hmm. So this is before you engaged me to, to work with you. What told you you needed some, something to be able to help you through this in the yeah. first place what what told you something wasn't right yeah I think 
Yeah, I think I was feeling flat. Yeah. I just lacked sort of positivity and energy. You know, there were certain lifestyle things I think that had come in into play. I I relied on exercise heavily to try to sort of, you know, make myself feel more positive about day-to-day life. It was probably a bit too much wine and, you know, that sort of, oh, coming home from work, I've had a rubbish day, oh, I'll have a glass of wine, that'll make me feel better. All of these were sort of coping mechanisms to help sort of push down those feelings of, I'm just generally not that, not feeling that great about Mm. day-to-day, day-to-day sort of work experiences and what I'm doing. And I think I I felt this deep sense of a lack of purpose um, was probably a really big thing for me of why am I actually doing this job like who really cares does it really matter whether the financial accounts are right and the numbers add up each month what's that all about like when I had this sort of sense of when it's my funeral and Mm. oh you know they're gonna be saying oh yes Lisa she was a great accountant and and I just yeah I just really lacked a sense of purpose yeah I think that resonates with me when I think about the shift that I made out of finance into doing what I'm doing now was that disconnect between what I was spending my time doing every single day and then what actually made my heart smile and realising that they were two very separate things. Yeah. So if I'm to come back to you and take me through the journey of you discovering what made your heart smile, how did you learn that doing what you're doing now in home organisation is your passion and your purpose. What made you realise that or what were the steps that you took to Mm. help you discover that? Well, it's quite amazing really. And when I look back on it now, I I sort of, I I think, well, how how did I get there? Because the steps that I took were, I think, quite scary in some way. So having made the decision that I didn't want to be doing what I was doing anymore... I decided to leave and resign from my job, knowing that I had a long, a long notice period, but with really at that point in time, absolutely no idea what I was going to be mm. doing. And you know, I'd say, "Oh, I might do some contracting, and I might do this," and but really, I had no clue. Um, but by doing that and actually leaving that, knowing that I was leaving that job, I just freed up this whole huge amount of mental space. Mm to think and I've always always been really passionate about homes I actually trained to be an interior designer 10 years ago but did nothing with it because decided to move across to Australia and so needed some financial security but I've always just loved homes and interiors and yeah I just, we're in my house at the moment Glyn you'll mm. see that there's interior magazines everywhere, everywhere. that you look but I I didn't feel confident that being an interior designer was really what I wanted to do. Like I, I knew what, what I liked in terms of interiors, but I wasn't sure that I would be able to translate other people's sort of ideas. So I was thinking, well, what can I do that's that's similar to that or that's got this connection with home? And, and then I was also thinking about really had this sort of thing about wanting to do something for women mm-hmm. um, because during my corporate career, I, I had got incredibly frustrated with what I saw and the inequality that I saw and the fact that women were really not 
in many cases not being able to be themselves at work um, mm. and I was really frustrated about that and whilst also juggling everything that comes with home life and children and still trying to manage a big corporate career and then I um, one day I, I watched a programme on the TV and it was about home organising mm. and in that moment I just I was watching it and I just thought that is the perfect job for me because it plays to a lot of the mathematical capability that I've got a lot of it's it's about space and how do I fit this in there and how do I organize that um organization process has been a key strength of mine Mm. you know throughout my career but it's also got this home lens on it as well and so I decided that I actually wanted to set up a home organizing business that was specifically targeting executive and, and busy working women to give them that feeling of calm in their house of knowing mm. that things are organized so that they could focus more on career and 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 the kids and the other things that are, are important yeah absolutely and when you're thinking about how actually all of the job the dots have joined to bring you to this realization 10 years ago had done an interior design program you've got a finance career that's heavily process and systems orientated so whilst you were organizing very different categories such as numbers actually that categorization of numbers and understanding how things work into actually how do you leverage space and how do you make that work all of that feels like it's pretty connected now that you were looking back I think it's hard to see that when you're you're looking forward in your life but it's definitely so much easier to be able to look back and go oh I can see now how the dots are connecting yeah. and moving forward so if I'm to bring you back on to then looking at the theme for this month March is all about International Women's Day theme choose to challenge and what I really like about that is we all get to choose our thoughts and our actions and therefore choose what we're we're going to do to make our own mark in the world when you look at what you do and what you're choosing to challenge with your home organization business what are the aspects that you would like to challenge with the work that you're doing so I think I think for me it's about it's about women and it's about giving women more help Mm. and and I think also women sort of recognizing the fact that sometimes you can't do it all Mm. and live a life that is balanced and happy and things have to give and I what I see is women that just don't invest in themselves I see it all the time and I think that there needs to be a sort of realization that if if you want to have the corporate career and you want to have the happy home life and all of those things that you've got to you've got to make sacrifices somewhere and potentially that's financial sacrifices so I I believe outsourcing that to-do list bringing people in to help is really important along with obviously the great work that you do Glyn mm. in in terms of helping women in in the corporate world realize and, and get their seat at the table yeah and when you what I want to bring back to actually is that you raised a point there is that women don't invest in themselves tell me a little bit more about what you've noticed there so I think very few women in the in the sort of middle management part of their career invest in coaching I've been fortunate enough in my career to have been coached a couple of times through corporates, but 
what I realise now is that that coaching investment probably would have been much better for me at that middle management mm. level to build confidence. Also, yeah, I would say that women generally, if you look at sort of home life and things like that, they don't want to be seen to be not juggling all the balls and keeping mm. them all up. So they perceive potentially asking for help as a sign of weakness. And I think this is a huge issue. And you see it on the social platforms day in, day out, is women rather going out anonymously and asking questions or asking for help from you know, Facebook groups of things rather than asking mm. people that they know because of the fear of being judged yes. at not being good enough yeah. at juggling it all. But the reality is that it's an impossible task. Something has to give mm. in in that arena where you've got big corporate career, family life, all these other things that you do outside, exercise, eating right, looking right, all of these pressures that, that are on. It's a huge, huge task. And I would wholeheartedly agree with what you've said there. What I've certainly noticed, even in the coaching work that I've done, is it takes a lot for someone to get to the point where they've made the decision to invest in, in themselves mm. because there is a lot of guilt associated with saying, I'm spending money on me mm-hmm. and I'm putting myself first, especially when there's family to consider, school fees to pay, mortgage to to clear off. It seems indulgent to spend the money on something that on the surface doesn't look like it's tangible, certainly yeah. from a co- coaching perspective. But also secondly, that point that you raise around the judgment, mm. the, the self-judgment around if I get help, then by some measure, it's going to look like I'm weak, that I'm not strong enough to be able to do this, that I should be able to do this, that I should be able to juggle all those Mm. balls, I should be able to have a corporate career that's successful, I should be able to have a home that's organised, I should be able to have my kids doing what they need to in terms of their health, well-being, education Mm. and home life. And there's and I should be able to have a great relationship too with my husband partner in the process and all of it should be working. That's quite a lot of shoulding yeah. on ourselves that we do, don't we, in yeah. terms of this sense of who who should I be as opposed to what's the life that I want to be living and how do I recreate my future to be what's not just in my head as a dream, but in something that I can actually experience as a reality and leverage people's skill set support to be able to do that differently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What have you when you think about the clients that you've been working with over these last few months and how they are when they come to you? What is it that they're feeling? What are you noticing about the kind of problems that they have been presenting to you so that anyone listening can answer these questions for themselves to say actually am am I in this category am am I thinking these same thoughts but have made this so normal as my day-to-day life that I'm not even seeing that there's an issue here yeah so I I would say overwhelm so I I see women who have such busy lives they're doing big corporate careers they're on calls to different places at all hours of the day they know that they they know that they're disorganized in their home environment but they just can't do anything about it because they're in just in this constant feeling of overwhelm and on this sort of treadmill of just trying to keep up with everything just trying to remember that the kids have got to be here there eat this food do that 
just trying to keep on top of it and what happens is they get stuck and they just can't mentally go there to even think about well how do I sort that cupboard out that every time I open everything falls out of it and how do I go through all of my paperwork that's been piling up on the side haven't even opened my post for the last two years they just they just can't get there because Mm. their heads are just so full of everything that they have to do day in day out and so going in there and getting them started um, working with them doing the doing the grunt work for them is you just see you just see this lift of the mental burden and I've had clients say to me just it's unbelievable the difference that it's made coming downstairs that space that just you I used to look at it and I just see all my problems there all that post that I hadn't opened the bills that hadn't been paid things that hadn't been dealt with I just that's all I saw but now I just see organized everything's okay my world is okay and and the other thing that I would say that is fantastic is just often it just takes to start somebody on that journey and once they they see that it can be done and they feel that feeling then they it it really does spur them on to start tackling other projects and having that sort of strength to move on to the next thing yeah I think what you've described then it sounds to me a lot of what I see with, with with clients I'm working with around the overwhelm but then feeling very much like you're in survival mode yeah all the time this sense of I'm just turning the wheels I've got to show up I've got to keep delivering my work prioritization always ends up being often with your day job Mm -hmm. and your corporate life and therefore everything else goes to the wayside but when you to your point create this serenity when you create this space that allows them to feel safe in their own home that everything's all right in my world when I'm home yeah actually the knock-on effects of that outside of the home in their day job in their corporate career is significantly better right you kind of look at it and think well when I've got home in order when I've got my filing in place when my ad my life admin's been dealt with I can see where things need to go in a in a system that I don't even need to use brains yeah mass now to or brain capacity to even reconsider to go where do I file this what do I do because it's just done yeah the momentum to your point that you build to say oh I can tackle anything when everything at home's working yeah is pretty powerful beyond just that oh hey I've got a beautiful home and now I've got space it's I kind of feel like it's an accelerator for significant more performance in every area of your life it does and I I think it does it actually clears mental space yeah and the mental space can be used for thinking about life goals what do I want to do next the other the other thing that I think is worth mentioning Lynn is one of the things that I do see in clients but also in within my network is women not being able to sleep properly mm. and I think which is a function of the the busy brain the the sort of the overwhelm and also the I hear many women still saying oh I, I stay up late at night because I just need that moment for myself when the kids have gone to bed and so that means I have to stay up till 11 12 o'clock at mm. night and then you know they get out of their their the sleeping rhythm rhythm, and then they can't sleep and then so frazzled 
frazzled women who are just not getting the amount of rest that they actually need mm. I think is also a big problem and if you were to think about so therefore the challenge that you're taking on because you know you're tackling essentially women who are super busy who often don't invest in themselves yeah. who are stressed and overwhelmed who have high profile big jobs that require them to be on their game when you think about the challenge that you are tackling if you were to succinctly say this is the one thing that I create for you what what would you say that is what's the challenge that you're taking someone from to so I think just taking the ownership of the Mm. problem I think is is the biggest thing and they do have to be involved to to some extent because obviously you can't get rid of people's Mm. things without getting their approval but you're doing the thinking for them so you're actually saying right let's look through all of these things let's categorize them let's work out where you've got duplicates they make ultimately the decision about moving those things on but then also what I do is I take things away Mm. so when I leave that's it they they live a beautiful home they, they move on yeah Oh, that's pretty powerful. So what I'm hearing is not only are you doing the thinking for me because you're learn you you know what questions to ask me, so all I've got to do is to give you the answer that yeah. I already know, but haven't had anyone ask me the question around. You create space in my home and my mind, and you clear away the clutter as well, and it and it's gone when when you when you're done, I'm left with not only that peace of mind for myself but actually I've got peace of mind in my home yeah and and I think the other thing that probably the other thing that's is really important is dealing with the actual emotional feelings that are Mm. connected to the stuff so it's the actual functional thing of removing the items but we all have emotions tied up in our stuff so guilt the clothes Mm. that we bought that we never wore fear bought this because somebody down the road's got it and we don't want to uh, we we want to be in the gang kind of thing there's all these emotional connections to stuff and and that is a big reason why people don't actually get rid of stuff in the first place so taking them on the journey around it's actually okay it's okay to let go of that stuff and sentimental things so I think that is also a big part of the journey for people is to just realize that it's okay and they're going to achieve their objective by letting those things actually go there's something you've just said there that's the pennies just dropped for me around this that all of this is quite an emotional journey absolutely The, the decision to acknowledge that actually i do need help because i'm trying to be superwoman here and me being attempting to be superwoman is failing myself my family and those around me because I'm not at my best which is an emotional realization to get to in the first place Mm. then the emotional piece around being willing to go on a journey from familiarity of what they already know to be their life and the way they live into actually choosing to go into this new unfamiliar space of serenity and calm because they've got used to living life just as it looks yeah you know when you described what you said earlier about getting home and opening a bottle of wine and having a glass just to take the load off yeah it's almost that acceptance that this is what my life looks like and therefore this answer of having a glass of wine is the only thing that's available to me 
as opposed to I can actually achieve peace, serenity and calm in an entirely different way. So the emotional journey to let go of the way they've already been operating into choosing something new is is quite the step. Yeah. And then three, just the emotional attachment as you've described around the things, things. Yeah. the stuff, the meaning, the the memories, all of the, the things I've attached to my belongings and being able to process that emotion so that yeah. I give myself access to a new life is quite the journey that is quite the challenge when I'm looking at it it's going wow like that is a huge challenge to embark on but when people go through that process when you think about that's the challenge you're taking them on this emotional journey what difference do you think you'll be making to the world based on when we come back to right at the very beginning when you said I knew I lacked a sense of purpose with the work that I was doing Mm -hmm. in finance it didn't connect to my heart space around whether these numbers add up or not does anyone really care when you think about your connection to your purpose Mm. and we've talked a lot about your passion and and what that looks like what do you feel that your purpose is now when it comes to helping these women where's a connection for you to make this work really meaningful for you and and, and why you show up every day for it I think it's just knowing that you've you've helped somebody's well-being their mental well-being um by lifting that load and starting that catalyst of a journey for them and obviously there's there's different ways of doing that but it is the best feeling to know Mm. and and to get the feedback that actually you've made life better yeah and I think the world is so different to what it was 20 30 years ago and I Mm. think that there's just a lot of mental burden on women particularly and so for me that's that's really what gets me out of bed in the morning Oh, I love it. So that's awesome. How do people find you? How do we get access to your work? How how does anyone listening to this that is considering investing in themselves, is considering even just having a chat about where their challenges lie, how, how do people get hold of you? Yeah, so you can visit my website, which is www.mycuratedlife.com.au. And I'm very happy, Glyn, if any of your listeners want to click through onto the find more part of my website and log their details in there. If they mention your podcast, I'm very happy to do a, a 30 minute free virtual consultation with them. Fantastic. Okay, so that's 30 minutes free virtual consultation if they mention the podcast and click through to find more yeah. and to help them work out what they need and, and where they're going. Sorry, and I should have said that that's for the first 10 people that, oh, that yeah. come through. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Otherwise, You've you might got a lot end up... of listeners, Glyn. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you end up with quite a lot more. Great. The first 10 people that sign up and say, can I have a consultation? You'll do a virtual consultation around yeah. their home yeah. to be able to give them guidance on what they can do and how they can move themselves forward. Yeah, absolutely fantastic thank you so much i've thoroughly no, enjoyed you. this thank you for being my first guest on this podcast. i feel so honored <laughs> i've really amazing. enjoyed it we're gonna have to do more for yeah. sure i want to hear how you're going and maybe we do another check-in in a few months time fantastic i'd love to do that awesome All thank right. you so much thank you thanks so much for listening to the unstoppable woman podcast the path to the future you want leads from your heart If you got value from this podcast, please leave a review and share it with another woman who you know would benefit from it too. We need more women claiming their seats at the table. Until next time, live your truth and be 